All right, welcome to episode 79 of Six Point Weekend. We have a special guest with us, but uh, before we get into that, uh, my name is Chuck. We have with us Dave. It's not coming home. It's, not, it's coming Rome. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and we have Ebony. How's it going, Ebony? Hey, guys. And of course, uh, to start off, we have uh, a very special guest with us. Super cool of him. Um, Nas Abadawi, man. Welcome to the show. I think it's the first time you've been on with us, right? It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the first time I've ever been on, but thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to, I know you all pretty well, obviously off the field, but um, <laughs> it's good to be on the official podcast. It's, it's crazy that it's, we've gone through 79 of these and, or 78 of these, and we've only just now gotten you on. Um, <laughs> but better late than never. So Nas, we're just going to kind of run right into it. Uh, but before we do that, Ebony, who brings us here? Uh, we're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company right here in downtown Raleigh, where they are helping us be awesome and get the USA beer from Harpoon Brewery from Connecticut. So shout out to Johnny and Tasty Beverage Company. So tastybeverageco.com, they have everything you need. We're also brought to you by the London Bridge Club, where they will show Gold Cup, where they recently showed a sold-out crowd for the Euros, and they host all Dead Whale watch parties. So make sure you hit them up as well. I believe that's where the Dead Whales Run Club uh, finishes their run, right? They start and finish start at and London finish. Bridge. Yeah. So great way to have a beer before and after. Um, yeah, so let's get into it, Nas. So we're just gonna we're just gonna run right into it. So how did you find out about NCFC dropping down a league to USL League One? How did you find out about that and like kind of the overall changing structure? Where yeah, were you so when you found it, out? <laughs> it, it was a crazy off season, to be honest. Um, trying to figure out what exactly was happening. Uh, I wasn't consistent. Um, this conversation with Kurt, um, Bradford, um, Steve Malik, I, I spoke to a few times as well, just trying to figure out what exactly was going to happen um, and, and what was going to happen to the team. And I think that the tough part for, for Steve at the time is like he was trying to, he was waiting for the league to make a couple of decisions before he knew exactly which route he wanted to take. Um, so it was kind of out of our control. And then for me, especially as a player, I was just waiting to trying to wait and see what would happen. Uh, and then um, they, they called me and they let me know, Kurt called me, let me know before the official announcement was announcement was made um, a few days before and kind of let me know what the plan was. And um, I was happy that to hear that from him and that the club was still going to be around because that was my biggest fear. I just didn't want the club to go anywhere. And so I'm happy that, that it's still here. And um, I, I don't really care what league we're in. Uh, I'm just happy that we have a team here in the area. Absolutely. You think were you thinking about staying uh, in the championship or were you okay with the move with, with staying with NCFC, no matter what league um, they played so, in? So, I, so thankfully I had quite a few different offers from different leagues, both here and, and abroad. Um, my wife and I are, are very settled here. We love it here. Um, it would, it would take something very, very significant for us to consider moving. Um, but, but we're very happy here at home. Uh, my family's here and so is her family. And then, um, she has a job here that she loves, so we, we can't complain. You know, we're we're um, we're very fortunate to to be in this area close to our families, and it would take something pretty special for us to have to leave. Man, dropping dropping the news like right away. I did not know that. Wow, uh, that's well. We're of course we're happy to have you back here, man. Um, you've made a world of difference. Um, 
before you had to move to Cincinnati and we were sad that you had to leave, but now we're super glad that you're back. Because uh, we were sad you scored all those goals on us. My yeah, goodness. Really? Sheesh. Sorry, right, we forget. It that. wasn't personal. <laughs> it's business. We know, we, we know that. <laughs> yeah. um, you weren't the one we were mad at. Don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, Nas, uh, can you talk about the differences between this team that we have now versus other squad, like other NCFC squads um, that you've been a part of? Yeah, so I've kind of been through it all, right, from the NASL days to, to now. Um, and I remember when I got made captain of the of the Railhawks at the time, I was 24 years old, and I was the second youngest player on the team, I think. Um, or there were two guys that were younger than me, Marvin Ceballos, who's playing for Guatemala right now, Guatemala right now in the um, – in the gold cup and then brian Silvestre, who's playing for for haiti in the gold cup. and they were the two players that were younger than me and maybe they were a year younger than me um so they would have been 23 at the time and then now fast forward to this year where if someone's 24 they're probably the third or fourth oldest guy on the team um so so it's quite a change but you know what this is one of the most fun experiences i've had and been a part of um it, we have such a great group of guys where uh, they're all here and they're all hungry. They all want to be better. They all want to improve. Uh, they want to do well individually, but also they're good team players. And so um, I've enjoyed every single second of it, to be honest. This is the most fun I've had in a while. Um, again, I'm in a leadership role, but I, I love coaching and it's um, and it's kind of helping me learn new tendencies and stuff as well, which well, I'm not coaching, obviously, but is um, watching from the side like I was for, for a good uh, portion of the season help give me a new a new uh glance on things and kind of a new um viewpoint on things and so um i've really really enjoyed it i i couldn't ask for a better group of teammates and uh they're young so i give them crap sometimes and they give it back kind of thing about how old i am but uh but 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 i love this group of guys i really do Oh, wow. I think Brett, uh, John Bradford, when he was kind of having a, a little uh, the meeting with with uh, some folks from OCS, kind of was saying the same thing that the the guys are like really hungry. Like this, that's the second time we've heard that, that they're they have a, a great inner, inner drive to succeed. So uh, and to get better. Yeah, those were some of the same kind of talking points that he had said, too. So that's really cool that you both can uh, that you both have, can see that very clearly. Um, so. Like, like you were just saying, you're just now getting back on the field. How how does it really feel to be uh, out there with a bunch of young, talented players? Um, some of which I think are you know can barely drive on their own at this point, uh, and and some are you know 18, 19. But you also have a good, healthy mix. So um, now that you're kind of back out there, how does it feel to kind of be surrounded by? by the team yeah so so honestly uh once you're on the field age doesn't really matter uh, as far as it comes to quality and what you're able to do on the ball right now where the only thing where age can come into factor for me and the inexperience is what you saw in some of our earlier games during the year um giving up a goal late right like there's a lot of games where we're in it until the last second and then mm -hmm. we give up a goal and those kind of just those are plays that you learn from from experience right i know it's happened to me on previous teams quite a bit in the past before um, but with this young team, it's different. It's new for them, right? A lot of them, it's their first season as a pro or, or not many games played as a pro before this. So for me coming back, I've really just been trying to hone in on those key moments in the game, right? And kind of trying to bring that veteran presence from settling guys down a little bit or letting them know like, hey, 
um, these next five minutes are really, really important. Let's make sure we focus and things like that. Um, but other than that, I mean, the on the playing side of things, I'm trying to keep it all similar to what I normally do, right? Trying to create chances and, and help the team win in any way that I can. Um, and then on, on the mentality standpoint, it's kind of helping the guys realize when the key moments are and, and that how important they are for the team. How's the communication out there for uh, all those kids? Do you find yourself when you're out there, do you find yourself kind of having to direct traffic a little bit? Yeah, to be honest, I've always been that way. Um, I'm, I'm, throughout my entire career, I've always been one of the most vocal people on the field. Um, I, I think it's it, I, like I'm a pretty nice guy. Um, like I'd like to think I'm one of the nicest guys off the field, but on the field, I have a bit of a temper sometimes and I can yell. So it's funny seeing, uh, I think last game was the first time where I really got on a couple of my teammates and maybe caught them off guard for a second first and seeing that side of me, but, um, but they know it all means well. And, um, and, and so I, I think they appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, the squad has gotten some good, some like results with their last three games, including the team's first win. Um, how do you hope to continue to build off of that success? Yeah, I mean, look, three games unbeaten, right? Um, it was a win and two ties, two ties that were on the road, and we got shutouts on both of those ties, right? Um, so we just talk about getting better every every single game and improving every single day and, and finding ways to compete. And look, right now, obviously, we're bottom of the table, but we're taking it game by game, and you never know what can happen, right? Um, three results in a row is a big positive. Uh, it's something that, I mean, before that we had one result in the first seven games, right? Essentially, mm -hmm. or, or something, or maybe two in the first eight. Um, so three results in a row is a positive that we can, that we can learn from and, and, and move forward from. And, um, obviously we want to win every game, but, uh, sometimes the ball bounces your way. Sometimes it doesn't. I think it's a good thing for us that we went to the defending champions, um, and had the better chances in that game. And not only that, but their goalkeeper got on the team of the week. Right. So it means that, uh, he had to make some pretty big saves and do some pretty good things against us. And so, uh, things are definitely trending in the right direction. We have everyone healthy now. Everyone's back. Um, some guys are still getting a little bit of fitness back and whatnot, but overall I'm really excited to see where we can go now that we have everybody. Yeah. When um, you get, when you get like one, one point in your first seven games, getting five out of three just seems huge. Doesn't it? Yeah. It, I mean, look, cause we were close, right. In a lot of those games, yeah. um, we were so close in a lot of them. So it, it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier is after that first one, it helps build a little bit of confidence, right? It's a young group. And so what you tend to see with younger players and especially younger team is it can either be a lot of that or a lot of that, depending on how, how things are going. Right. Um, and, and there's not, and cause in all, in all professional soccer teams, there's some ups and downs, right. And then it's the veteran players that kind of help steady the ship and keep you going like that and trying to creep up slowly. Um, and, and so I think now that we have some veteran players back as well, and, and just that presence on the field and that knowledge, it's helping out the team. And, um, and we're, we're in a good place right now. We're, we're eager to, to win and, and we're looking forward to getting a result against Toronto, hopefully. We are looking forward to that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your big project that you are debuting this Friday, um, the Footstool Pitch in downtown Raleigh. Um, so first, how did you arrive at you at choosing Footstool instead of like a traditional indoor soccer like type environment? Yeah. So um, first, first I have to give a shout out to my boss who, who you, I know Chuck and, and Evan, you guys have met her, um, Ashley Busey and, and her husband, Michael Busey. 
from the mm-hmm. Boosie Foundation. Um, they are amazing people, and this is all their uh, their idea. Actually, put it into place, and and I remember I don't know if you guys remember we had a task force meeting a while ago, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Hey, I need some help. Um, if you guys know anyone looking for a part time gig," and I responded immediately, and it, and it's something that I'm very passionate about, but it's been the biggest blessing getting to know her and her family and um, just how kind of people they are and, and how knowledgeable they are. I mean, I've learned so much from them. Um, and so, to, sorry, I, that was a roundabout kind of way to do it. But uh, <laughs> but to answer your question about why we settled for, can you guys still see me? Yep. Sorry. Yep, my, we'll friend, see. my friend is tried based on me. Uh, to answer your question about <laughs> why we settled on a futsal court, uh, we debated quite a few different ones. Um, we debated turf, right? Um, we, we debated like whether we want to do the sport surface, like the one that we went with kind of thing. Um, and to be honest, for, for this downtown mini pitch, the, the easier one, because it's only there for a month, is the sport surface that you can remove because they're kind of like tiles that you put together and it'll end up being great quality. Um, as we move forward, and we're hoping to make 25 pitches, right? And raise two, two and a half million dollars to, to make 25 pitches around the triangle, mini pitches. Uh, depending on where we put the field and who owns that plot of land and who's going to do the maintenance on it, we may have some that are very well turf. Um, and it really just comes down to, to what that, that person wants on his property or on, on her property. Um, and, and so for this downtown one, we went with the football surface and quite a few of them will have that. That's kind of the most popular option that, that the U S soccer foundation uses and other companies as well. Uh, but we're definitely open to doing turf on a few of them as well. Uh, if, if the owner is okay with doing the maintenance on it. Hmm. Yeah. So you were, you were kind of alluding to the fact that you were working with Ashley Bushi and the, the foundation that she kind of helped start up. And um, I, I, I'm assuming that the funds raised for this are going to kind of help push uh, towards, you know, kind of moving forward with it uh, as, as a plan for the future. So um, how do you hope this develops? Uh, what, what do you hope, what, what's the best case scenario for you uh, with these pitches uh, in the future? Yeah, look, every single penny that we get from the adult league, the corporate league, from anything, right, from donations, every single penny that we're getting is going straight in the pot to build another field. Um, so, so none of this is profit. I, I literally, I, like, we're trying to raise as much money as we can to create another field and then create another field. Um, the hope is from this from this pop up field is that we're just raising awareness, right? We're we're letting people know what we're attempting to do. Um, we don't have. I live in the apex area, and we have quite a few full size turf fields around me here. Um, Carrie has a few too, but in Raleigh, there's not very many, unless you go all the way out to WRAL, right? So there's not a lot of places for kids to play pickup. Uh, even though we have turf here, like you look overseas in different countries. Excuse me. There, there's little five-a-side courts everywhere for kids to go play pickup, you know. And, and we don't have that here. That's what we're attempting to create, and we think it'll help improve the game and improve the lives of children who may not be able to afford the pay-to-play system or may not have the transportation to get places to play soccer. And so we're trying to create that kind of environment where soccer is accessible for everybody, not only those that are able to afford it or able to, um, to manage it time-wise. And so um, with this mini court, with this first pop-up one. We're really hoping to raise awareness and um, show potential sponsors what we're all about and just to uh, get some excitement about the project and what we're doing because it is it is a very exciting initiative and and um, I'm super pumped about it and just happy to be a part of it. Um, so you mentioned the teams. Uh, sorry, uh, you mentioned the teams. Um, Dead Wells will have a team in your tournament. Um, 
that I think that's going to be a go. That's going to be fun. Um, how can more teams sign up? Like, where can more people get more information about this so they can look towards like doing some pickup games and participating in your tournaments and everything like that? Yeah, so we'll have, uh, if, if you want more information on the leagues, you can either go to my Instagram or, or my LinkedIn or email us at freeplaysoccer at gmail.com, uh, freeplaysoccer at gmail.com. Um, for information and a calendar about the website and everything, you can either go to the city of Raleigh, which um, we're uploading, uh, we're updating their calendar, but also the boosiefoundation.org. Uh, is now up and running. And so all the information that you could possibly need is on that website as well. Excellent. We'll make sure to, to link that in the show's description so that uh, people can get to it as soon as they hear about it. Um, Thank so, you. Yeah, of course. Man. Where can we find this pitch, by the way? Where is this pop-up going to be? It will be right in the heart of downtown Raleigh um, off of Fayetteville Street. Do you guys know where the Happy and Hail is? Oh yeah, yes. so it City is right Plaza. in between. It is right in between that Happy and Hale and the Jimmy Johns right there. In City Plaza, like off of Fayetteville. Exactly. Where, right the, people uh, need them. where the acorn drops and, and the Christmas tree light and all that stuff happens. Yeah. Exactly. The, the big hopscotch festival main stage is usually right there too. Yeah. Um for, for those of you hopscotchers, Brian. Um, <laughs> But uh, so, Nas, real quick, we're going to let you go out on this. So how can people volunteer to help or just help in any way with, with the futsal pitch going on uh, for the next month or so? Honestly, what I would love to see more than anything else is people out there playing on it. Um, if, if, if you want to play in an adult league or a corporate league, great, sign up for one. But if not, there's going to be one of the things that we're promoting the most is the free play aspect, right? Go out there and just play pickup with your buddies. Um, kind of like you would in basketball where winter stays on kind of thing. We'll have official rules posted there on the court so that you can just go out there, play whenever you want. And, um, and, and yeah, just go out there and enjoy it and, and really take advantage of it. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy year and a half or, or even longer with COVID and how it's affected everyone. And so um, we're really just excited to see people get out and about, uh, go to downtown Raleigh, play some soccer, have dinner, have a drink or, or whatever you want to do, you know, but, um, just get out and enjoy it because I know everyone could use um, some kind of fun. Excellent. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I think, I think we've got pretty much everything. Uh, Nas, thank you so much for uh, taking the time uh, to join us, man. Um, really appreciate it. Happy to have you on. Would love to have you back uh, on the show yeah. at some point. Uh, thank you guys so much. And, and please, uh, whenever you want me back on, shoot me a text or email or anything. And, uh, and I'd love to help out anyway. I can. All right. Thank you, Nas. Thank, thank you, Nas. Nas. Get that little one to bed. One. Huh? <laughs> bye. bye. All right. That was Nas Abeldawi, captain of the dead whales, North Carolina FC. Big shout out to him for making time for us in his very busy schedule for being a, a footballer, a husband, a dad, um, and a friend. So um, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk about courage. So stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Uh, so we're going to talk some courage now, and but before we do that, um, definitely got to pour one out for Darren uh, at London Bridge and Paul Riley 
uh, two two of the uh, most English people I could possibly ever you could ever know um, for England losing on PKs in the final of the Euros. Uh, real sad, but uh, I think it's fair to say. It's on brand. Better, yeah, yeah, it's on brand. Totally um, on brand. Yeah, uh, and two, uh, the, it's as much as I actually wanted England to win, the better team won. The better team won. Italy was playing lights out the entire tournament. They deserve it. Yeah, it. You know, it's funny because I went into this reminding myself I'm Italian on my mom's side, I'm English on my dad's side, so oh, I man. win and I lose either way. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean you can't go wrong, right? Um, no, can't can't go wrong, or you can't go right. Or can't go right. Look yeah. at it. <laughs> You're always half disappointed no matter what you do. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk some courage, y'all. Uh, Speaking but, of know. disappointments, yeah, I really, <laughs> really that, hate that we have that to talk game about. was that game was one, wasn't it? It was. It was a game. a game that was played, and we ended, and we all got to go home. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Ebony, you went to that game, right? I did. Yeah. I got to go to that game. I went with uh, Mary and Justin. We went up to Washington. and They so played Washington... that one at Audi Field, right? Yes, they played it at Audi Field. <laughs> so, Washington was fun. The city. Washington was traffic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drove. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we're delaying the inevitable. Let's talk about the game. It was a 2-0 loss to the Courage uh, against the Spirit. Uh, two goals from our former striker yeah it was bound to happen right i mean we've kept her quiet for the most part ever since she was traded uh whenever she's played against us but yeah she uh she unleashed the fury um no she took advantage of two you know particularly big mistakes in in this one because there was the the first one was a cross into the box that Casey Murphy just like literally Casey Murphy played lights out the entire game, except for that one play Mm -hmm. where she went to punch the ball away and she missed it entirely. And Ashley Hatch just happened to be right there where it landed and pounced on it. So that was the first one. And then late in the first half, um, Andy Sullivan uh, got herself an interception I believe it was Has James that missed the tackle, you know, and Has has been playing fairly well herself, but she yeah. she went for the tackle there and missed everything. And suddenly the spirit had a two on two break and Andy Sullivan played the prettiest through ball to Ashley Hatch to set up that second goal. And unfortunately, our two center backs, it was uh um, Kaylee Kurtz and Abby Erseg, they got caught ball watching on that one. So it, it was. And to be fair, the whole team was ball watching the whole game. <laughs> we we all could have been in the stands together because that's what it felt like. Oof. Well, let let let's just do the most pertinent analysis here. <laughs> Sam Mewis, Lynn Williams, and Dabinia, they're important. Breaking news. Breaking yeah. news. Breaking news. <laughs> news flash. These these three, none of them were available. Um, uh, I believe San, they were all on Olympic duty, essentially, yeah. with their national teams. So they were all preparing to go to Tokyo. And none of them were there. And it seemed like when they put the lineup out that, you know, they'd filled in pretty well. I mean, you had, 
you know, Havana Salon still in the 10 alongside Haley yeah, Mace. She's been, she's been playing really well. Kristen Ham. Well, actually, Haley Mace was more up top and Kristen Hamilton had been moved back to the 10. Hmm. And then, you know, you had Denise O'Sullivan and Has James. And, you know, your back line was as pretty much entirely intact for yeah. this game. But for whatever reason, and I think that reason was pretty much Andy Sullivan, uh, uh, <laughs> The courage midfield struggled to get the ball to, you know, to link up to the, with the forwards. I mean, I felt like Jess McDonald was way too silent during this game. Mm. And I had, don't think that was any fault of Jess McDonald's because they just weren't able to get her the ball. Jess McDonald was on the back line more than she was in front. I was just saying. Yeah. I was going to say, Whenever um, I think back to the Red Stars game or from earlier this season, uh, I knew we were in trouble early when Jess was tracking back past half line and and like trying to kind of play the and this is just the way I'm thinking of it, like watching England play over, over the course of the Euros is that Harry Kane was playing as the lone striker, but even he was just like, just give me the ball wherever i am like i will come into the defensive end just give me the ball so i can start an attack so it sounds like jess mcdonald's just like just i need the ball <laughs> just give me the yeah. ball <laughs> and they yeah and they struggled to get her the ball pretty much throughout that game i mean they, they had no answer yeah, uh, I mean, they had no answer for like Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez, Trinity Rotman. They're good, Ashley, talented players. Ashley Sanchez had one hell of a game. Yeah, for, for, that was just ridiculous. And the amazing thing is, she probably could have had a hat trick hmm. in that game, and somehow Casey Murphy kept her out, or the I think the post kept her out at least once. Hey, the post counts. But, yeah, keep your yeah, best friend. Exactly. I mean, it sounds yeah, like. So, uh, sounds like even uh, um, Casey Murphy might win save of the week. <laughs> at least that would be some sort of uh, consolation prize, if you want to call she it. She had that. a couple. She had at least a couple of candidates in that game. Yeah. So you uh, have to make a save thirty seconds into the game. Yeah, not a good. It start. might be a long day. Yeah. It, again, it just it's shades of that Red Stars game. I don't know if, and, and honestly, it it. Are, is Washington starting to maybe figure us out? Because we had we struggled with them a little bit in our opener, and that was at home, if I recall. And I think the only the only reason we won is because of a crazy long chipped goal by Mayor Mathias to to kind of win it for us. But they were they were never out of the game in that particular game. So I'm wondering if the spirit maybe kind of like the Red Stars have our number a bit, and they maybe figured us out. I I will refer back to the original analysis that Sam Mewis and Lynn Williams and Dabinia are important. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, it. it's possible. It is entirely possible that um, Chicago and Washington have, you know, come up with a good game plan against this box midfield that Paul Radley has won championships with. Uh, but we don't know yet, um, you know, in in games that really count mm. because, you know, it's like I go, it's like I said before about Chicago, our regular season record against Chicago is one win, three draws and six losses. But in the postseason, we're three and oh, 
Including the all-important championship game. Including that 2019 <laughs> championship. Yep. Uh, I just hope the players have a wonderful, well-rested week because uh, we play <laughs> Houston. Um, and that's going to be the revenge game from, from Merritt. And yeah. um, the spots one through seven is separated by three points. Uh, so crazy this, competitive this season. despite what Portland says about there being a battle at the top because they're not at the top um, <laughs> this is going to be a true battle to stay at the top because yeah. we're at the top right I mean yeah we're like at the said. top but let's keep in mind we're at the top on goal difference right now there are I mean, the lot. top is the top still the top counts the top. it still counts. counts it still, still counts. counts but it is just goal difference so we got we got some work to do. And th- another thing, since you talked about the Chicago game, I'm, I'm going to bring this up because in both of these games, I have some questions for Paul Riley about some of his substitutions. Mm. I, I feel like there were a lot of substitutions in both of these games that were made in anger. <laughs> uh, that, and, and I, I, I hope that does not become a trend in games in which we're trailing. Um, in particular, I, I'm not surprised, you know, after missing that tackle that has James came out at the half. Um, I'm not sure I would have gone with Kerry Ricaro there. I understand why. I mean, that's a like for like substitution. Sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of would have brought Havana Salon back to the six and then let uh, someone like Britt Radcliffe go in and see if she can create some havoc for the full 45 because the longer that second half went on, it felt like the less and less likely it was for that the courage were going to score. And I felt like if we could have gotten a goal in there early, we would have been in with a shout for the rest of the match. So it was two nil at the half. Um, Is it, is is it a a question of maybe to use a, a baseball analogy to just save your players for the next game, it, quote unquote, uh, uh, through a blowout, you know, of just like, we're down 2 0. We don't have our best players. Paul Riley's obviously not saying this in the, in the locker room, but I do wonder if maybe in his head he's making these substitutions because he's like, you know what? Let me just, let me just throw some players out there. Uh, I would say maybe he's saving the players, but then again, Jess McDonald played a full 90 plus, right? No sub. So, but she's automatic. She's a robot. So that's not really a fair assessment, but right. Um, yeah. Well, then you should have thrown Caldwell in there so that. Right. So you we're going to be missing. Your, yeah. your I mean, she's only going to be gone for like two weeks, but still. Yeah, it, it's, but that's a long two weeks, you know, like uh, when, when Ursic was out at the beginning of the season, we could feel her uh, lack of, <laughs> we could not we feel we felt her her shadow essentially kind of lingering on the side we felt her absence we felt her absence i knew that's what i was trying to say thank you uh it just didn't sound right coming out um and i i would have maybe if we were going yeah ebony you made a good point if we're going to save our best stuff for later then yeah throw caldwell out she wasn't even used in this game and we've talked about this before but taylor smith Still not featuring much for this team. What's I could have used on? her. I could have used her because Merritt was slow. 
<laughs> slow, <laughs> slow AF. Mm. Um, like I watched her get like tackled and like it was it was a clean tackle and they mm. just went off down the field and she's just like light jog back and I'm like, what are you doing? Like go, <laughs> go, go that please way. go, go that way, please. Yeah, she uh, did. So I would like to see Taylor featured more. Um, please, uh, Caldwell. Please. Um, yeah, well, we're gonna have to see her. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. With Ersic being gone for the for the Olympics. Now you said she's gonna be gone two weeks. Is that just because you think that New Zealand isn't gonna make it out of the group? Oh God, no! Who do they have in that group? <laughs> Us, Sweden, and China PR. <laughs> just you don't think? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're going to make it out of group. Isn't Australia in our group? I thought it was like Sweden, Australia. It is Australia? Australia? Oh, yeah, see? And you want New Zealand? <laughs> yeah, New Zealand's like, what do we have to do? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why Ersig is going. And, and you know, but honestly, I think for them, it's it would be better if they just threw a whole bunch of youth at it and just said, have fun. Because uh, <laughs> once the group is announced, you, you could Speak- clearly see. Speaking of the New Zealand national team, what was Tom Sermani's deal this week? He's just a bad boss. Like, just because everyone else understood the assignment and you didn't doesn't mean <laughs> it's everyone else's fault. <laughs> you, yeah. That article read to me, like, they asked late because May is a very late time to be asking for your players to be released for, jo- for July games. Mm. You asked in May, so everyone else had already done their part. And like it said in the like it said in the article, they factored in everyone else is leaving plus the players' requests. So you missed your window, and the players said, "I want to play for my club team." This is what I got from that article, especially mm. for Ali Riley and Abby Ersig. At least to me, like they haven't come out and said anything yet, and I doubt they ever will. Mm. But it just sounds like Tom didn't do his job. And that's a Tom problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if uh, you smell shit and everybody's shoes are clean, maybe it's you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, well. <laughs> Try better next time. Um, and speaking of Olympians, uh, Lynn is officially a United States Olympian. I'm just um, waiting for them to tell me her number so that I can buy their stupid $100 oh, yeah. jersey. What is – I'm sorry. How much? 130 and it doesn't even have our official crest on it. It won't have our official crest. Yeah, because it, it just has to say USA, right? That yeah. is awful. Wow. Thanks I'm a lot. sure. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be 130 because yeah. that's what their World Cup jerseys are. But at least the World Cup jersey has the stars on it. <laughs> and it has like, the stars and it has it has the FIFA badge. Yeah. So I still have to buy that one. And and these won't these will just be generic numbers and names too. So it'll be they're Nike. I'm assuming. They are on Nike, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why it's one hundred thirty dollars. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, just... It'll be Nike. It'll have just that generic USA. Yeah. Um, across it, and Ebony, just wait, just wait like four months, and just go to Dick Sporting Goods and grab the clearly generic <laughs> U.S. national team jersey, and or then just go... get the four star. Just get the four star T shirt from Breaking Tea. I mean, yeah. really. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's all just, you need. What a what a rip off! I gotta get Lynn Williams. Yeah, yeah, but you could get Lynn Williams's name and number 
any old time after that <laughs> and save yourself some cash because it won't look any different. You know, you could honestly probably draw it with a crayon and, and it would be passable. Um, just I don't want you to have to spend $130 on generic trash. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what they look like, but I'm assuming it's generic trash because it has to be like legally it has to be. Um, but yeah, so Lynn is officially an Olympian. Yeah. What is her number going to be? That's a good point. Uh, it's going to be a number between 19 and 22. I, I just don't say, know which of the four. I was going to say probably 19 since she's nine for for uh, the courage. I don't know. Just, a, just, a just Really just waiting. Yeah. This sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, the USA beer is coming this week. Yeah. Yes, it is. Super excited. Durham. Thanks to our of, friends at Tasty Beverage yes, Company. They're going to get you, some. Johnny. Thank, Thank you, Johnny. Johnny. Uh, but it's, yeah, I read that Durham is one of the like uh, distributing locations for the USA beer. Like it came from the Harpoon uh, account, so that was really cool. I'm not sure where one would be able to find it. Uh, um, you can also find it at Wegmans because Alex also really? got some in. Yeah. So literally Wegmans... like one one Wegmans and Tasty. Yeah, like the Wegmans <laughs> in Chapel Hill, thing. I guess. Yes, the Wegmans in Chapel Hill. Yeah, interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. Because uh, right. I, I missed my I missed my window for the Tasty. Uh, the, the no, he, he should have extra, by the oh, way. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, here you go. Uh, another free advertisement for Tasty. <laughs> if you miss your window, you can still get you some. Uh, but if you really want to uh, see and experience the USA beer at the believe this weekend uh the uproar will have some of those tasty beverages at their tailgate that um, is so the plan yes we are tailgating before the match at uh 5 p.m i believe we will be uh up on top of the hill as where where uh the dead whales usually uh converge uh prior to uh matches where ocs meets and uh, we will have um uh, some of them USA beer there. Uh, if you'd like to drink something else, please bring it. Um, if you have any uh, food or snacks, I believe Mary will be bringing the grill. Actually, Ebony, Mary's right right there in the room with you. Maybe yeah, ask her can, if she's bringing you confirm. confirm if she's bringing the grill. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, it, for those of you who aren't aware, of the, the, if for anybody who's new to this podcast, if you are, welcome. And if you... Also, uh, yes, the yes, the grill will be there. Yes, All the right. grill will be there. <laughs> bring, bring Confirmed. something to grill. Bring uh, something to grill bring to our tailgate. To yeah, hot dogs are like two bucks, y'all. Come on. Um, yeah, it's uh, the it's where that kind of googly colored tower is that uh, allegedly is a soccer player about to kick a ball. Kind of hard to see it, but uh, you'd know it when you see it. It's just squint really hard. You'll find it. Yeah, yeah, just squint really hard and <laughs> use your imagination because. You're going to need to, to like, whenever we tell people from out of town that, oh yeah, it's a, it's a soccer player about to kick a ball. They're like, I don't see it. That's just what we're told. <laughs> it's just what we're told. Thank you. Town of Kerry for the lovely art. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much going to do it. Um, thankfully we don't have to go over eight games, uh, from, from the last time we podcasted. I know oh, like, is this like a regular thing we're supposed to do? Yeah, it's, I, think, okay. I think every couple of weeks maybe might be our new our, our new flavor. Who knows? Hey, it's our, a good or, idea. Hell, you know, we might, it go works. To, we might go back to every week. Who knows? Um, yeah, so for, for folks, uh, this is the end of the podcast. So uh, thank you for listening if you've made it this far. 
and uh be safe out there because it seems like every week in the triangle area another rabid animal or poisonous animal or dangerous animal is on the loose bamboo pig yeah it was a (laughs) bear pig it was a zebra cobra cobra uh, which apparently was out for months and now that we found out uh and then we have half wolf half german shepherd there was Uh, a bear right there's a bear bear. uh this morning as of recording on the the 13th um so yeah be safe out there y'all um because nature's fighting back uh nature is trying to reclaim their time and uh i i try and look on the bright side of this we are not in australia which is currently being overrun by mice but they're an island. I don't understand. Literally, <laughs> they are being overrun by mice. You know, that's how what? the plague kind of... Oh, we're supposed to go there in 2023? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Have that sorted. Bring a bunch between of the mice, Between yeah. the mice and the kangaroos and the nopes in the toilet? Eh, I don't uh, know. Uh, yeah, yeah. The spiders that are as big as your face? No, thanks. Mm, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, if you're going to Australia, bring a cat with you. It sounds like that's going to be a mandatory thing. Uh, thank you all very much free for listening. Food, free food for the kitties. Free food for the kitties. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, thanks again to Nas Awadawi, um, a true, true and true dead whale from the very beginning. My God, I mean, like, isn't it kind of crazy, Dave, that, uh, you know, he was like cheering in the stands with the old TSF gang, right? Uh, yeah, he was in the stands when he was a teenager. He was cheering with, with uh, the rest of us. And now, like, look at where we are now. It's just kind of crazy. I mean, hell, when I was working at NC State, I did a quick highlight reel promo that included one of his goals, uh, which kind of, I ran across that the other day. I was like, Jesus Christ, that was Nas. (laughs) 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 Um, Still banging him in. Um, Yes, he is. Yeah, so that's it. Um, Ebony, take us out. Who brings us here? We're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company right here in downtown Raleigh, who is so graciously supplying us with the USA beer from Harper Brewery. Uh, we're brought to you by London Bridge Pub, where you can find all of your soccer and Deadwell needs. Shout out to Deadwell Society Run Club, who meets there every Wednesday. They should be running tomorrow, the 14th, as well, if you would like to go check out, hang out with them. They run. They start their run at 6.30. Um, There's so a one-mile one mile run. There's a one-mile yeah, there's a one-mile run and a three-mile run. Both intersect at the museum to pay tribute to the dead, to the OG dead whale trouble. Um, shout out to Jeff for making that happen. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. Uh, thank you all very much again for listening, and we will hopefully see you soon. Um, bye-bye. Peace. Peace.